say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo, and uh, welcome to the show. So, uh, we have one of those things that occasionally happens when you do a show of this sort. Um, sometimes we will do a show and you have a guest that you're planning on and all of a sudden I found out that our guest uh, today, Matt Loon, has recently had an unscheduled surgery and so he is not going to be able to be on the show today. And so, uh, and I apologize, and he apologized too, by the way, he, he sounded awful, he was still in bed, matter of fact, he told me, I, I don't even know what to tell you, With this, the surgery was not scheduled, I'm going to pass out, uh, by the way, the book is great, the book is called The, the, best, the, the best Story Wins, and Matt Loon, who uh, is, of course, did The Simpsons for three years, was actually one of the youngest artists of The Simpsons for three years, uh, uh, and Drew Barton and, and the entire Simpsons family and everybody else did that for three years and then was part of the original Pixar studios. And he, of course, did uh, Toy Story uh, 2, which he not just drew, he didn't draw it at that point. He was starting to tell the story. And the book is about how to tell your story in business and do it in such a way um, that uh, you can you can take you can take your story this story and actually improve your business. So um, anyway, so we're going to do something different today's show, and here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to do a show. Um, we're going to do a show where I am going to take your questions today. So um, first of all, I want to say hello to Jordan Goodfellow, Thomas Cantley, uh, Jim Shimmerhorn. Thank you for joining. Hey JB Wells, great to see you. And Chip Parrish is with us right now here on a new direction. And so, uh, and by the way, I need and hi Lisa Rotilli. Um, also, I need to let you know that the show is brought to you by Enline um, Business Brokers and Advisors, and we appreciate them so much because they have been a sponsor of the show from the very beginning. And we're really excited about that because as being a sponsor of the show. We are now in you know countries all over the world. We are, our, our matter of fact, um, Canada is number two in terms of the most listened to, and so we thank our Canadian brothers and sisters to the north. Thank you, Jordan Goodfellow is one of them. I appreciate them downloading the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever uh, your favorite podcast is. Maybe it's Google Play or Stitcher. Hi, Geneva, great to have you. Abby, great to have you with us as well. And so I uh, want to thank the Canadians, but then I want to thank the people in the UK who listen to the show regularly, especially my folks in Merton, which is just south of London. I want to just thank all of you. I want to thank my folks in Sweden and Norway and Finland and even some folks in Africa who listen to the show and other countries. And, you know, it's really exciting that uh, when we first started doing the show, we had no idea what was going to happen and the fact that we are touching so many lives and people and just really is humbling to me that we are able to um, do some positive things for people especially in a world where it seems that there isn't a lot of positivity that's what this show a new direction has been about is is doing that and so uh, i am so grateful um, that uh, we are now touching a world and we're only 33 shows in and so that means that there's a lot more of the world that maybe we can touch. And so 
the other thing I need to do is this t-shirt. I need to thank uh, Dacno uh, Marketing for the t-shirt. And uh, so I'm wearing it. So I've been wearing t-shirts the last few weeks and people have asked, well, why are you wearing t-shirts? And so the reason why I'm wearing the t-shirts is because people give me t-shirts. And so I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear the t-shirts that I've been given. And if people want to, if you have a company or if you're a person who just wants me to wear your name on a t-shirt, I'm an extra large, okay? <laughs> if you want to send me a t-shirt, I will wear your t-shirt on uh, on my show. Uh, and I will wear it the whole show long. Whoever I'm talking to, I will give you a shout out on the show uh, if you want to do it. Again, it's an extra large. You can send it to Jay Izzo at uh, 2024 Macon Ridge Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27613. That's Jay Izzo. And that is 2024 Macon Ridge Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27613. And if you want to send me an extra large t-shirt, I will wear your t-shirt while we're doing this live. And you can kind of watch, you can watch me talk about it and I will give you absolutely shout out. And by the way, if you don't have a business and you just want me to send, send me an extra large t-shirt with your name on it, I will do that too. If that If that's what you want me to do, I'm happy to do that for you. Uh, I'm just really grateful for all you, all of you who tune in on a regular basis and listen to this show. And I am uh, so grateful um, because, uh, you know, I, again, I just had no idea that this is what we would be. So let me do what I do every week, right? Let me check in with you on the four areas of your life, right? I believe we're we're four part people: physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual people. And so let me just check in with your numbers, right? The scale of one to ten: one being miserable, ten being you couldn't be any better. Where are you at physically today? Meaning, you know, how are you doing? Like, do you feel like you're, you're, you're getting along, getting in better shape? Do you feel like you feel good? Are you doing all the things necessary? Maybe your, your diet's better or you're exercising more. On that scale of 1 to 10, 1 being just the worst, 10 being the best, where are you at physically right now? Right? Now, I'm, I ask you that question because I also want to know where, what do you need to do to improve to get to the next number? So regardless of what your number is now, I don't care if it's a two or if it's a, um, or if JB says, uh, says it's a six, right? Okay. So JB, what are you going to do? What, what do you need to do to go from a six to a seven? I don't need you to get to a six to a 10. And Tom says he's an eight. So Tom, what do you need to get from an eight? And that, which is awesome, Tom, good for you. What do you need to get from an eight to a nine? What, what do you need to change in your life right now? To get to it to get to a nine or get to a seven or whatever that number is that you have what do you need to do what do you need to change do you need to eat better do you need to cut something out of your diet maybe maybe too much sugar maybe maybe um maybe you found yourself eating a lot more bad things you know maybe you know you know you, we've all done this right we have the bag of chips and you're sitting in front of the tv and the next thing you know you have that grease stain up to your elbow because you're that deep into the bag right? Maybe, maybe we need to cut some things out. We shouldn't, shouldn't be eating, or maybe we, maybe we take cheat days because we feel we deserve a cheat day, you know? So maybe that's what you got to do to change, but whatever it is, I want you to think about what do you need to do to change? And then how are you going to commit to making that change? Okay. What are you going to do to commit to that change? Right? Because nothing changes unless you change. All right. All right. So you got your first number. Great. All right. So, um, <laughs> JB says, I need to get rid of the flu. You know what? Getting rid of the flu will, will raise your numbers for sure. All right. So how about mentally? Where are you at in that scale of one to 10? One being absolutely awful, 10 being amazingly mentally. Where are you at? 
Uh, Tom says he's going to eliminate fried foods. Shh, don't tell Kim. Okay, I won't. Okay, although she may be listening to the show. Uh, or she's watching it. So what about mentally? What are you feeding your mind right now? Right? Are you feeding your mind good things? You, you can feed your mind good things and bad things. Right? Just like you can feed your body good things and bad things. Right? You, you could do the same thing mentally. You know, sometimes we can consume the wrong thing in our in, in our mental state. Sometimes we read the wrong thing. Sometimes we, you know, are so caught up into reading something that really isn't all that good for us. It's really not expanding our mind or helping us grow. You know, one of the things that I love about doing the show is I read basically one book a week. And it's really cool because I've, I've noticed as I've done this, and I've never done this before, by the way, of reading a book a week, what it does to my brain. But it really, really expands it. And I'm learning so much along the way about, you know, how to do my business better how, or how to be better as a person or how to be better in my career. Or, you know, there's just so many, they, there's just so many uh, good things that you could be putting into your brain. And remember, your your brain is two halves, right? It's collect, It's connected by this thing we call a corpus callosum which is way too nerdy, I know, but it's what I am. But you have a right and left brain. And your right brain is that brain, that's your creative side. So you need to feed that creative that creative side. You need to feed the right side. You need to do something creatively. And, and you say, well, what can that be? Well, you could learn a language. You could take up an instrument. You could try to learn a new instrument. You can draw. You can do something artistic. Or, you know, you can... You could do things with words, you know, word puzzles. You could do things that expand it. Play some Scrabble. That's creative, right? I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's really true. It's a great game. And then you have the left side of your brain, right, which is the logical side of your brain, right? So here's here's the thing about the left side. I think the left side is sometimes so much more easier. Hi, John Mosier. Um, here's the thing that is so much easier about the left side of your brain. It's so much easier to find logical things to read. It doesn't make us feel good necessarily but they're logical you know the logical things the numbers the, the logic and we need to feed both sides of our brain the mistake that we make is we get sucked up into one side or the other right and i have friends who you know will only want to be on the logical side and they don't want to have anything to do with that fun creative side and then i have people who only want to do the fun creative side and don't want to do anything on the logical side you've got to have a balance of both so on a scale of one to ten what's your number mentally you know, how have you been doing, right? On scale one, one being miserable, 10 being awesome. How are you doing mentally in feeding your brain, All right? You got that number? So you got two numbers, right? You got a physical number, a mental number. Now let, let me talk to you spirit, I mean, emotionally. What, how are you doing on the same scale, one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being awesome. How are you doing spiritual? I mean, emotionally. And what do I mean by that is how well are you able to keep your emotions in check, first of all, right? Do you get angry at little things? Like if, if, if that person cuts you off, does it upset you? Does it anger you just, just like that? Or are you able to kind of let it go? You know, do, you know if, if somebody does the littlest thing wrong, does it just, just get under your skin so much that you want to do something about it? That's where you need to check yourself in terms of your emotions, Right? Because what we know about emotions, and here's the thing that we get totally wrong on emotions, is that we believe there's a, a philosophy that says, well, if you don't let them out and you hold them in, 
um, that's that's the way that you're going to be able to get rid of that. And that's absolutely not true. What we know, the research is so clear on this, the angry you are, and the more you let it express it, the angrier you will get. It's true. It's, it's just what we do as humans. So controlling our emotions is key. And what happens is sometimes we let circumstances guide our emotional state. And it's really easy to do. Listen, I'm, I'm not telling you that I've got this down, all right, because I clearly don't. But when we are able to face our circumstances, hi, Jason, when we're able to face our circumstances and not react to them because of the way things are happening and are able to control our emotions, that's when we can start clicking in our mental side and our physical side to do something about it. So controlling our emotions is so important. The other part of how are you doing emotionally is how well are you relating to other people's emotions? And do you know what one of the keys to, and, and I struggle with this all the time, I'm complete, complete vulnerability and transparency here. Listening is a key skill to understanding other people's emotions. Do you know what they feel, right? Do you understand how they feel, really? And, and, and do you care enough to understand how they really feel? See, I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what relationships you're in, whether you're married or single or you're trying to date or you're trying to sell something. The fact of the matter is everything that you read, including in this book and other books that I, that, that I have done on the show about marketing, if you're able to really tune into somebody else's emotions you're probably going to win the deal. We we are so busy trying to tell people what we want and what and and how we feel that we spend less time trying to understand how other people feel. And if you're in sales or if you're managing people or you're part of a team, understanding how people feel is critically important to success. I, I am convinced of it beyond anything else. When we start understanding each other and how they feel, I don't have to agree with you, but if I understand it, now what happens is I'm able to go forward because people want to be understood. What one of us doesn't want to be understood? I just want people to understand me, right? We all want that. So why don't you become that as part of the emotional, part of the emotional piece? So scale one to 10 emotionally, where are you at? All right, you got that number? Good. Okay, finally, the spiritual piece. Scale of one to 10, where are you at spiritually? And you say, Jay, I don't believe in spiritual things. You know, I get that a lot where people ask me, I just don't believe in spiritual stuff. But you know, the truth of the matter is you do. You don't you don't see it as spiritual, but you, you actually do believe in spiritual things because there are so many things that you cannot explain in terms of science, and in terms of things that you see and you go, give me an example. Okay. So you can't explain, for instance, why we love someone else. It's, it's, it's not a physical attraction. It, it, it might be a part of it, but you can't explain why we love another person that we're not even connected to. It's, it's very hard. You can't, it's hard to explain why you love a dog that doesn't communicate back with you. It is hard to explain why somebody would die for somebody else that they don't know, and yet our military and police officers do it every day, right? 
because there's something bigger than that. There's something, something that science can't explain and never will explain it, right? Is why, why we're why we have all those things, right? It's because there's something bigger than us, and we believe in it. We, some people believe in karma or they believe in nature. Some people believe in God, and and so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, when I ask a question spiritually, where are you at? I'm asking you, how are you tuned in, right? And 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 you know, if you do believe in God, I'm going to just ask you, you know, how's that relationship going, right? And what do you need to do to improve it? Just like I ask any of the other four areas, right? You know, and and then I would ask you whatever that spiritual area is of your life. I would ask you this. I would ask you, is it working? You know, do you feel a sense of peace? Do are you do you feel a sense of joy? I didn't say happiness. I said joy, right? It's two two different things. Okay. So you got four numbers: a physical number, a mental number, an emotional number, and a spiritual number. Right? Scale of one to ten. Right? In each of those areas, you got to think of those four numbers as the four legs of a table. Okay, so the the four legs of the table, right? And and if they're uneven, it's going to be pretty hard to eat off that table. If they're if they're even, it's great. But if they're all really low, then it's really hard to eat, right? If you're sitting in a normal chair, right? So the idea is to be balanced and to have your table at the right height. And you know, so we want you to be there. And so hope that helps you to check in. So let let me tell you what's going on. Hi, Travis. So let me tell you what's going on today. So Matt Loon, uh, who was the illustrator for The Simpsons for three years and also was part of the original Pixar's uh, folks and actually did the storytelling for Story, Toy Story 2, Ratatouille. Um, let's see, what else did he do? Uh, Monsters, Inc. Uh, he, anyway, he was involved in a number of those things. And so he was supposed to be scheduled today. And the problem was that I gave him a call and I just talked to the phone and he, is, had, a, he had a last minute surgery. Uh, I did not get to find out about it. Nobody let me know. Uh, evidently his agent didn't let me know. And so he couldn't be on the show today. So, uh, what I wanted to do is, um, I wanted to take your questions and if you have any questions, otherwise I'm going to ramble on. I see Lisa Rutilli said to me, um, there's fireworks tonight in Long Branch. Um, the sun is shining full blast. It's in the fifties. So this is in New Jersey, by the way. So if you're looking for something to do on Valentine's Day today, there at uh, in New Jersey, there is fireworks tonight at Long Branch. And so why don't you go check that out? And I got a feeling Lisa's going to be there. And by the way, Lisa's my cousin. And uh, <clears throat> if you if you see her, just say, hey, you know, we heard you on the show today on The New Direction. Um, J.B. Wells says, you haven't read my sci-fi book. I no, I haven't read your sci-fi book. I, I, you know, JB, I, you know, I love you dearly, but um, sci-fi is really, really hard for me to to read. Judd, welcome to the show. Um, but sci-fi is really, really not one of those things that I can read. I can't make it through. Um, and oh, she says, shame on me. Well, okay, shame on. Okay, I get it. I get it. But I love your other stuff. I mean. I, I do. I love your other books. Your other books are great. And by the way, if, if you want a fun, I, I really believe that this young lady, J.B. Wells, and it's J-A-E, uh, letter B, period, Wells, uh, she is an author and um, writes, she's actually a, a pro, much more prolific writer than I am, but she does these, she does these great uh, sci-fi books. I haven't read them, but they are so, people love them, and she has this tremendous following. 
But she also has this Irma Bombeck quality about her where she literally lets you into her life on the farm and 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 being in Kansas. And it is some of the funniest stuff that you will ever read. I, I'm convinced of it. I've read every one of those books. And, and being from the Midwest and being raised in the Midwest, I'm telling you, the books are hilarious. Um, hey, Scotty, uh, great to have you. But if you will just check out J-A-E-B period Wells, W-E-L-L-S, on Amazon, you can certainly buy her books. And um, great, great stuff. She's a great writer and really, really, really funny. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that she was here. So um, just letting everybody know, Matt Loon cannot make it with us today. He's had emergency surgery. I just talked to him on the phone from his bed. <laughs> yes, I literally did. I talked to him from his bed. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about this book, The Best Story Wins. By the way, fabulous book. Great book. I've, I've read it now uh, three times, I think, is how many times I've read this book. And uh, my wife has read the book. She's applying so many of the principles from this book to her business. And I'm doing the same thing. And just a great book. The guy, of course, illustrated The Simpsons, but then has told us, was part of the storytelling team for Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., uh, and also Toy Story 2. And he really, really, really is, uh, it's it's a fabulous book. It's not a long read. I highly recommend that you um, read this book. It's called The Best Story Wins, um, How to Leverage Hollywood Storytelling in Business and Beyond. Um, it's 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 really great read. I'm, and I don't care what business you're in, um, you're going to find out that this book is going to help you. I thought one of the things, one of the things that he said in, in this book that I wanted to share with you that I found so revealing was we all have a mission statement. And if you don't, you should have a mission statement, okay? But he said, you know what? A mission statement should, in this book, he says, a mission statement should be more than something you say. It needs to be something that people feel. And I went, wow. Because, you know, we kind of say our mission statement like it's a mantra, and it stops to, stops meaning anything. And you certainly don't feel anything. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've always wanted, what I want to do with this show, right, A New Direction, is I want people to feel, right? I want, I want them not just to be, I, I want them to, to feel something. I want them to feel like they're a part of something and that, that the show is being helpful to them. I want them to feel like they're, that, um, We've given them something that not is only emotional, but that mentally challenges them, that makes them think. And I wanted it to be a show that physically you'll do something and then, you know, enhance yourself on some spiritual level as well. And so that was the whole goal of the show is that we were going to do is we were going to enhance the four areas of your life that I'm so firmly believe in, which is why I ask you where you're at every week, because I'm such a firm believer in, in, in that this is what the goal of the show is to help all those areas of your life. And so when he started talking about the mission statement as being something that you feel, not just something that you say, it really rang true with me because that's, I, I know that's what I want us to do is to help people find a new direction in their life and their career and their business. Hey, Michael. And, and I want to ask you if you're in business right now and I don't, or if you're in sales, you know, what is your personal mission statement? Right? I mean, what is your personal mission statement in life, in, in your business, in your career? I mean, if I, if I were to ask you, 
you know, Michael, what's your what's your personal mission statement? Or Judd, what's your personal mission statement? What, what would it be? Travis, what, what's your personal mission statement? JB, what's your personal mission statement? Is it something that you say? Is it something that you've even thought about? And is it something that is felt or is it something that you just say? Right? And 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 I, I it really hit me. Hey, Kelly, you know, what is your personal mission statement? Is it something that you just, or what's your business mission statement? Is it something that you just say or is it really something that other people can feel? And then do you demonstrate that? Whatever your mission statement is. I mean, do you, do you demonstrate that day in, day out? Uh, JB says to me, I encourage others to live, uh, live, learn, love, and laugh again. Okay, I, boy, I can feel that. I can feel that. Okay, th- yeah, I, right? Because you got the encouragement, right? By the way, we underestimate the word encourage, okay? Um, encourage means to give another person our courage, right? We underestimate that word. We say it. Um, we think we know what it means, but really it's taking a part of our courage and giving it to someone else so that they can do something with that, right? So what is your, what is your mission statement? What's your business mission statement? You know, do other people feel it? Do you feel it? Or is it just something that's clever, right, that you say? I just say, I can just rattle it off. Sometimes what happens is with a, a mission statement, it becomes a mantra that just is something that I just can spew off the top of my tongue and it becomes meaningless, right? That's why, that's why I thought Matt was so good about saying that in this book, The Story Wins, How to Leverage Hollywood Storytelling and Business and Beyond, is, you know, is your mission statement something that you say or is it something that you feel, right? It's pretty good. I think the other thing, um, I think the other thing, hey, Jess, I think the other thing that I would say to you that this book was also great, and when we do get him on it, by the way, we're supposed to be talking to Matt Lund today. Um, he was the uh, one of the matter of fact one of the youngest illustrators of The Simpsons. I think he was like 19 years old when he was drawing Bart and um, Marge and Homer and Lisa and all the other characters. I think um, he was like 19 years old or something like that. He was like one of the youngest illustrators ever for The Simpsons. Did it for three years. And then he went to Pixar Studios when they first started opening up and was doing some drawing there uh, with uh, computer-generated graphics. And then he wanted to get into storytelling, and he became a storyteller, of course, as part of the team that did uh, Toy Story 2, Ratatouille, Monsters, Inc., etc., and so forth down the road. But I think the other thing I want to ask you that, and, and when you know, and we couldn't talk to him today, um, because he had surgery um, that he not scheduled, and so he couldn't do that. Tom says, um, "Here's his here's his mission. Let's see what we all think of this: live a life of integrity and honesty, never losing sight of what is most important." Okay, okay, I hear you, Tom. I hear you talking on that. Live a life of integrity. Now, let me ask you this, Tom: How does that help someone else? Just asking the question. Just, just asking. Not, it's not a criticism. It's asking question. How does what you do, your your mission statement, how does that help someone else? Just, just a question. Just throwing that out there because I think, I think one of the things about my life mission statement, right, is to help people find a new direction in their life and their business and their career, right, and and in one baby step at a time. Is I think one of the things that I, I want 
you know, really want to do is I really want to see people improve, you know, regardless. And it's a daily part of my, I live it daily. My daily life is to try, I got to find one person I'm going to make better. Right. And so I hope, hopefully there's somebody out here that, you know, either is listening or watching or is listening this on a later podcast that I'm helping, that I'm helping, um, be a little bit better in some area of your life, because that's, there is nothing that is my purpose. I am convinced that my purpose on this planet is that I'm supposed to help as many people as I can be better at whatever their life challenges. Well, I guess that's my mission statement, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take that. But it really is. It's my purpose. I know, I know that, um, doing what I'm doing now, doing what I'm doing right here, this exact moment, right? My goal is I'm trying to help people, um, be better at what they do. And, um, by the way, it didn't come to me. It, it, it wasn't something I knew forever. Right. And, and I will also tell people who are struggling to find out what their purpose is. I will tell you that it did not show up until far more recently in my life. Okay. I, I had no idea. Right. Because, and sometimes we're just not ready to know what our real purpose is. Sometimes we have to be prepared to know what our purpose is. Right. And then, you know, once we know our purpose, our mission statement falls out of it. And so sometimes in all of this, that when it comes to our purpose is that we, 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 we will find it, we'll stumble across it. And then all of a sudden we realize that our talents and our personality and our passions all come into alignment and we find our purpose. And I'm, I'm totally convinced of that. That, that the talents, the, the things that come naturally to you, the things that you don't, you may not even think that these things are a talent, but they're a talent, right? right? I mean, I, I had to get my hair, I, I, to just give you an idea. I had to get my hair colored and cut. Okay, I do that. I'm just going to be honest, I do it, okay? The cutting, of course, is, but I have to get it colored because I am like stone white. Seriously, my hair is stone white. And so I have to color it because I'm just not ready to look like the Crypt Keeper, okay? So, um, this guy, this, I've never had to get my hair cut by this guy because my regular hair person, she had shoulder surgery and she couldn't cut my hair, so she sent me to this other person. And we were talking and, you know, he didn't even recognize that his natural ability, right? I mean, he was doing hair before he ever went to a salon class, Right. And just had the natural ability to do it. It's a talent. Right. I mean, it's a talent. He, and he was talking about all the talents that he had. He didn't even think of were talents, you know, you know, without going to school, he had these natural abilities. Right. Everybody thinks that, you know, when it comes to talent, that somehow you have these natural abilities that you have these that you have this you've educated in something. And no, there's these natural abilities that people just have to get it. For whatever reason, right? They don't have to go to school, but they they just understand how everything works and then they read a few books and they become amazing. Sorry. Doesn't seem fair to those of us who've been in school like forever. Yours truly. Um, so, so the talent thing, and by the way, talents are not like always athletic, right? Some people are great with numbers. They just have a natural ability to understand numbers talent some people have a natural way with words talent 
right? I mean, understanding what your natural talents are is really important. And then understanding what your personality is. You know, are you more extroverted, introverted? Are you more open to experience or close to experience? You know, you know, are you conscientious about things or not so conscientious? Are you more intuitive or do you have to have, you know, have to see to believe? Do you filter things through your left side of your brain or do you filter things through how you feel about it? You know, are you somebody who's a little bit more organized? Do you somebody like this fly by the seat of your pants? <coughs> Excuse me. All those things are, you know, you're part of your personality. So you got your talents and you got your personality and then your passions. And a lot of people don't even know what they're passionate about. Right? I mean, I, you don't know how frequently I get people come to me and go, I don't even know what I'm passionate about. Right? And I tell people, you know what, you, you, you probably don't because I think most people are afraid what their passions really are. I met a young lady and uh, she's in her 20s and I met this young lady and she asked me to meet, um, help her with some career advice. And so I met with her and I asked her, you know, about, you know, what her future was and what she wanted. I said, do you have any passions? And she said, yeah, you know, but, you know, I'm, you know, it's silly. And I said, whoa, what do you mean it's silly? Right? Because remember, she's a 20-something, right? She goes, yeah, I have, a, I do have a passion. And I said, I'm, I promise you it's not going to be silly. And she said, you know what? I just want to be a mom. I'm so passionate about being a mom. And I thought, wow. And I looked at her and I said, how could that be? Why would you be embarrassed about being passionate about wanting to be a mom? What what have we done in society that a, a 20-something-year-old lady who is passionate about wanting to be a mom, what have we done that, that, that she felt uncomfortable or embarrassed that she couldn't come right out and say, my passion is I just want to be a mom and I want to be a great mom. Wow. Matter of fact, I told her, I said, that's nothing to be embarrassed about. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Matter of fact, how honorable is that? I said, you want to be a mom? I said, I think that's great. I said, what's keeping, I, I mean, of course, you know, I mean, I know how being a mom works, right? I mean, you know, I, I get it, you know, babies and things like that. But I mean, you know, she was, she said, you know, I'm just not in a place where, you know, I feel like we're ready you know, to be a mom. And she said, but it's really what I want to do. And I thought, what a cool life. And, you know, that this is what she wanted. And so some people are embarrassed about what they're, you know, passionate about. Hey, Nikki, how are you? And um, she says, my passion is about being the best mom I can be to my two adult kids, um, one who's at college at UNC Wilmington. Um, cool. You know what, I, I think... I think sometimes, you know what Lisa says, um, I became passionate about historical interpretation. Who knew? If you would have told me three, this is Lisa Rotelli talking. If you would have told me three years ago that I'd have been doing this, I wouldn't have believed you. See, this is where it comes. I'm, I'm telling you, this is where it comes from. It comes out of nowhere. You don't, some of you don't even know what you're really passionate about until you stumble on it. I feel like it's like a jewel that you that we stumble I have to I because I got to tell you something 
If you'd have told me that I was going to be passionate about writing books, I would have said to you, forget it. I was told I was the worst writer in the world through high school, college, and grad school. Okay. I also, if you'd have told me that I would be passionate about doing this radio slash podcast and reading a book every week, I'd have said, oh no, no, it's too much work. I am not doing that. How wrong was I? So sometimes, sometimes we don't even know what we're passionate about. And I, and I think that's what I love about Lisa is sometimes we don't even know what our passions are. Right. And, and we, we just, we think we know what our passions are, but we don't. But when we align our talents and our personality and our passions, and they all come into this neat alignment, our purpose really drops out of all that. Because then we start to see how it is that what we do really impacts other people, right? And and it's 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 pretty darn amazing. Right, I, I I have a I have a friend and who's a chef, and their 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 purpose is to really give people an experience, a, a culinary experience, because they know that their food makes people feel good. That's a great purpose. I mean, who doesn't want great food? Right? Won't well, we all do? Right? You know, hey Wendy, hey Eric. So, I mean, when we, when we start, when we start thinking about purpose, right, it doesn't have to be this, oh, you know, the clouds open up and the angels are singing and, you know, that, oh, there it is, right? That, you know, here's the Holy Grail, you know, I've seen it, right? No, 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 it's when your talents and your personality and your passions come into alignment and you recognize that you're not just doing this for you, but that you're doing whatever it is that you do for other people. And it makes them and it makes them better on some level. And that you, you know, that you that you enjoy it. And that that what happens is, you know, the whole idea, like I think about my cousin, you know, who is she says, I'm 52, which you don't look 52, sweetheart. You really don't. You know, but here she is. She's she's found something that she's passionate about. And 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 she's enjoying it and she's able to pass along that to other people and they're able to enjoy it together. So, I mean, it's, it's really cool, right? When we discover what they are. So if you haven't found your passion yet, or you haven't found your purpose, right? Let, let, let me just give you a couple things. One, um, take a look at your talents, your natural given talents, right? That you have, take a look at your personality. All right. If you get those two things in line, all right, then your passion seems to kind of float out of that. And then from your passion, what happens is your purpose becomes more clear. All right. Does that make sense? Okay. Listen, uh, if you were tuning in today, hoping to hear Matt Loon, uh, who, who illustrated, uh, I think he was the youngest illustrator ever for um, uh, The Simpsons. Uh, he wrote this book called The Best Story Wins. He had a unscheduled surgery. I called him while he was in bed and he just could not do the show. So we're going to reschedule him for a later date, but I promise you we'll get to him today. Uh, but I've been talking about little bits and pieces from the book and I've been talking about trying to help you find your purpose and your passion. And some of this, you know, was actually kind of led me through Matt's book and, 
and doing that. So, so today, folks, listen, I know that today is an awkward day uh, for some people. This is not a day that everybody celebrates. This is um, uh, Valentine's Day is not a day that's necessarily a happy day for everybody. And so I ask you to be sensitive to those people um, today because um, what we often forget is that, um, you know, for some people, this is the first this is the first time uh, to experience a holiday without, you know, a spouse or a loved one that they would spend that time with. Or somebody's gone through a divorce or they're separated or um, maybe somebody is, you know, single and they don't understand why they're single, but they still are. And so... Um, they see every one of us who maybe are trying to enjoy, um, who are enjoying this day, and it just reminds them of their own hurt and pain. And so I would just caution you, right, that I, I want you to enjoy it because I'm going to enjoy it too. But at the same time, be sensitive to the people around you, all right? Because you just don't know what other people are going through. You don't, you don't know other people's pain, all right? And, we, and, and sometimes people could put on a big, huge smile. And still be in pain. So I'm just asking you today and, and every day, right? Don't assume that you know, right? And and let's try to be a little less selfish about saying, this is what I'm going to do today to celebrate, right? When they can't. So I'm just asking you to do that just because I'd like you to be a little more sensitive today. I do want you to enjoy it if you have a loved one and you have somebody that you're going to spend this day with. My gosh, enjoy it, and 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 enjoy it. And it's it's a fun day for so many people. And and I do want you to enjoy it. And so do that. Um, I'm going to sign off early. I want just to thank all of you for being participating in this little fun show. Um, and uh, thanks, JB. And uh, I just want to thank everybody for participating in the show. Listen, as I say to you every week that we're together, I say. Be inspired because when you're inspired, that means you can inspire someone else. And then when they inspired, they can inspire someone else in turn. And that could just make this world a really awesome place. So be inspired, inspire someone else. I will talk to you next week with another great author. Ciao, everybody. When you lost your confidence and the answers don't make sense, you got to keep your hope alive. Got to know you can survive. This is your time to find a new direction, a brand new day, a new direction. Things are gonna change. You can find the strength to go a different way. Yeah, the time has come. Your dreams will take you places you have never been before. Find your passion, find your strength. Don't worry anymore. A new direction. A new direction.